Welcome to the Classroom Coliseum, the podcast home of the Goshen Gladiators. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Classroom Coliseum. I'm here today with Terry Baker, the English department chair and English teacher here at Goshen High School. Ms. Baker's been here in Goshen for 18 years, although she's been teaching for 26, both uh, spending time at Beacon and Valley Central prior to coming back to Goshen. And she uh, also has her some experience as a soccer coach, and she received her bachelor's and master's degree in English and literacy at Mount St. Mary College. So she's a local person, has been around for quite some time. You've seen her around. Many of us have, uh, many of you have had her in your class or maybe have had her edit a paper for you for some other program that you're doing. I know I've asked her to look at some things myself through the years. So Terry, welcome. Thanks, John. It's great to be here. And thanks for asking me to join this podcast. Awesome. So uh, it's great to be with you. Um, and I know that you have an interesting pathway here. Um, you have, uh, I always like to ask how people got here, but um, we were talking recently also about how you've had some great mentors through the years too. So recently you've become a department chair a couple of years ago. Um, we also talked about how you've had some incredible people to guide you along the way. So I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and how you got to now. Great. So when I first started out teaching at um, Valley Central, it was right after I completed my student teaching. They offered an alternative placement, and so I was so excited just to get into the classroom. But once I was there, I realized that there was something still missing. I wanted to be in a larger setting, not in an off-campus place. So I moved over to Beacon, and it was in Beacon where I really started to learn my craft. Um, one teacher in particular, Linda, she took me under her wing and taught me how to teach thematically, how to get the kids invested in the reading and the writing. Um, so she really was, I believe, my first English mentor. Along the way, though, at Mount St. Mary College is when I first met Mr. Roy Reese, and he made me fall in love with wanting to be a teacher. I left with him recently just saying how he convinced our class each day that we, had, uh, that we each had a class that we needed to get there a little bit earlier because he had something to do. And so by the <laughs> end of the semester, our 8 o'clock class really started at 7. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he simply said to us, welcome to teaching at a high school. This <laughs> is when your day begins. And it was clever. And I just fell in love. I just, I wanted to be a teacher so badly. And then, like I said, I went to Valley Central, went to Beacon, met Linda, who made me fall in love with teaching literature, and then spent a few years there, was introduced to coaching, loved coaching, but realized pretty quickly how competitive I was. <laughs> and it was probably better that I watched the kids on the sideline. And then I moved over to Goshen um, in 2005 and have been here ever since. When I first came to Goshen, uh, the department here just took me under their wing and made all the difference. And Mr. Reese was a big part of that too, right? That he, connection. Yeah, he really was. Um, at the time in 2005, Goshen was expanding and right. they were um, adding teachers at the high school level. And so when I learned of that through Mr. Reese, um, I had decided that, hey, maybe I could give this a chance. Um, and so I came over and I interviewed with the department and I just felt like it was a perfect fit. Yeah, it's been um, pretty interesting. I started around the same time here in Goshen. Um, and interestingly, my career path, people don't really know this a lot and I don't talk about it a lot, but I started as a leave replacement inclusion teacher in the English department with Mr. McKay. 
uh, it wasn't my tenure track or anything like that, but they needed a warm body, I think, with a certification. So I, w- I fit that mold. But um, that was an, around the same time and a pretty, pretty remarkable time in education and uh, for Goshen to be growing and changing as well. Um, that's pretty, really a fascinating time to think about. And this English department has changed a lot. Um, you've had some uh, Mr. Kalen, Mr. Maduras, some really great people to come through and lead the way too for I'm sure people before that as well, but those people that were English department chairs to help guide and, and formulate that. Are there any lessons that you take away from some of those people, those mentors? Um, so from Mr. Kalen, when I first came here and he was the department chair, I actually, my desk was in his room. Okay. And so I would watch him teach. I'd watch him co-teach on uh, 10th grade with Miss Weir and they were just a phenomenal duo. Um, and his leadership, he had this quiet presence. Um, he let the teachers teach, and he, was, he had this open door. Like, you could just walk in if you had questions about literature or just delivery. So from him, just the idea of being around if yeah. people have questions um, and being ready to find answers if I don't have them for them. And Marlon, Mr. Maduras, um, he's such a spirit. His energy level is high. Yeah, definitely very different characters to, to sort of yeah, lead the charge. Yeah, absolutely. When Mr. Um, Maduras took over, um, there were, the energy shifted a little yeah. bit. Um, both positive experiences, um, but he was definitely... Uh, I don't want to say like high <laughs> energy. He was just, he was, his presence was right. just so big. He had definitely a building. vibe about him for sure. Yeah. Right? So, and his way of, of running the department was very much like um, Mr. Kalen's just, yeah. hey, I'm here for support. Whatever you need, come see me. Um, and so I walk away with that from him as well. It's awesome. And I, I don't take that track with everybody that I talk to, but in thinking about the conversations that we've had before, it's it's a lot about the influences that have brought us to where we are. And so that's why I wanted to highlight that that a little bit with you. And if you have any more to expand upon, that's great. But kind of wanted to think about this in general as far as teaching, um, literature, teaching writing. What, what gets you excited about doing this? I mean, this is your 26th year and you still seem fired up and ready to go every day. So what gets you excited about doing your job? The kids' reactions. Okay. Um, I love when I make a connection to literature that they weren't expecting, and then they get involved. Um, I think oftentimes students, when they're told they have to read something, there's a yeah. reluctance that comes into it. Sure. But um, when I set them up for what they might not expect, and then they're reading, and they get it like a curveball. And then in class, you're like, no, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> that, that, for me, gets me going every day. It makes me consider my literature selections, what I'm choosing. I will change them up depending on the, the class that I have, because some students will react differently, I think, to a certain text than others. And so... Yeah, that reaction is what keeps me going. That's that's really cool. And um, I think that connection with kids is really important in schools. Uh, as far as the content's concerned, um, I, I like to ask English people or teachers of English in general, even at other grade levels, if you teach English literature, um, what do you like to read personally? Miss Baker, when you're not Miss Baker, when you're at home and, and you're enjoying yourself, what, what do you like to, to read? Um, I think I'm still discovering okay. what I like to read. For the first... Well, quite a first few years of teaching. I was teaching ninth grade, 10th grade, came to Goshen, and I was teaching 12th grade. That's a lot of content mm-hmm. to cover. When I first came to Goshen, we had these suggested independent reading lists. And I was just telling my students the other day, I probably had almost 60 books between ninth grade and 12th grade wow. that I needed to be familiar with. My whole summer was just reading those books. And then I started a family. Right. And then balancing a family and teaching English 
makes me have to, you know, sacrifice things that I enjoy. Sure. So now it's a matter of people making suggestions yeah. to me. Miss Berenger, for example, um, she suggested a fantasy book. And typically I don't like fantasy, but I loved it. Nice. And I didn't want to put the book down. So I don't know that I have anything that's a favorite per se, um, but I'm open and willing for suggestions. That's great. And I love that. It's like, um, you know, taking your peers and your, your colleagues' suggestions. It's, a, it's an openness and a willingness, and I think that's really neat, too. Um, when you think about that workload, you mentioned the family life balance, too. Uh, there's a lot of work that goes into being an English teacher. I, I mean, we all make choices about our career paths and that kind of thing. But um, in terms of grading papers and giving authentic feedback and that kind of stuff, that must, must take an inordinate amount of time. It, it does. I, <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think that's a question. I think it's a statement. <laughs> it really <laughs> I think is. we're agreeing on. When I was over in Beacon, um, there was a teacher there, Donna Glynn, and she had uh, twin daughters. And I was just, I just didn't know how she did it. Like, yeah. how do you have kids and how do you keep up on the grading and the reading and, and planning? And she said, I wake up early when my kids are still sleeping. Yeah. That's when she would wake up and complete the work. And it's true. So myself with two boys at home, if we have a two-hour delay, oh. I'm up at five, and I'm, I'm grading papers until I have to Bonus leave. time for planning. It really is. <laughs> it's not is. coffee time. That's no. bonus time. It, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. go back to sleep. I think right. if I'm going to effectively give the feedback to my students, I have to put the time in, and then I have to figure out, like, how can I squeeze the time in and still be a good mom? Right. Absolutely. That's, that's really important, and those, those, uh, a lot of sacrifices for sure. When you go home and you, you speak to your friends or your loved ones or your, your kids or whomever it is, um, when you tell, tell them, boy, I had a good day at work, what does that good day look like for you? Um, so this is funny because um, I do this often with my kids. It's the yeah. first thing we do. How was your day? And my kids will say, well, how was your day? <laughs> and uh, I always tell them uh, there's always something pretty amazing that happens each day. And it could be something completely small. Probably or, a faculty or, meeting you want to highlight just being amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like we, we got out on time. This is great. Um, no, usually I tell them about a connection nice. that I make with a kid, um, especially the, the sporting world because both of my boys play soccer. So um, I talk sports with a lot of the kids. Um, just yesterday we were talking symbols in the multicultural class and so many of the students picked the color purple. And oh. so when I went home and I was, I was talking with my mom and, and she, my mom and I always have conversations as well. And I was like, mom, so many of the kids here like the color purple, just like my sister, okay. you know, and it, it's that like yeah. whatever connections I'm making with them and I bring home and I share and, and I laugh with my kids. And, you know, if they're, if my kids are like, oh, this day was rough, I'll say, well, this is what I did. And right. we have like a little bit of a competition. So it's kind of cool. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's good to have those positive competitions instead of those dark holes of negative spin, too, that we have. So it's really encouraging to hear that as you reflect on things. Um, if you were to look at uh, if your classes were all listening to you um, or, yeah, if your classes are all listening to you on this, on this interview, um, what would you like to impart to them as a piece of wisdom or advice to take away? Um, so I teach all seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love teaching seniors because I feel like I'm a bridge for them to next year, whether it's the workforce or college. But I would say to them to take in everything that they can, reflect on it, and breathe. Just yeah. breathe. And, and just know that you're learning probably a lot more than you realize, and you're ready for whatever your next step is if you just listen and reflect. 
That's a great piece of advice. And uh, it's you're not the first person I've talked to who said that in education, too. So an administrator told me the same thing as, as her piece of advice to uh, some other students. So if you're listening uh, to the series, you may catch up on that. But that's a, a really interesting piece to have two people mention that same idea of breathe, breathe and it'll all sort of pan out as it's supposed to go. Um, what about teachers? You've been doing this 26 years. Do you have any advice for, for teachers? Yeah, um, breathe. <laughs> Same breathe. thing. Yeah. yeah. We're all learning too, right? We're all students. Yeah, absolutely. I think especially our novice teachers, yeah. ask for help. Um, don't be afraid, um, especially if, if you're just not sure if you're doing something right. Yeah. Just ask because it's how we learn. It's how we grow. And for our veteran teachers, communicate. Yeah. Talk to each other. You know, I walk into some of, the, of these English teachers, teachers who've been teaching far fewer years than me, and I just, I hear what they're teaching and saying, and I'm like, wow, I never even thought of it that way. Yeah, so that's great. collaborate and ask when you have questions. That's wonderful. We really can learn a lot from each other, and um, I don't think we do it enough uh, as far as we have so much work to do in our own little silos and things like that, but it's, it's incredible when you can, and I think that's really valuable. Um, is there anything else you wanted to share with listeners? Probably, I think my greatest share is how it's a gift to be here in Goshen. Um, after I, you know, being at several places, having my own children, it's a gift to be a teacher and yeah. to give back to these guys. And, and they, the kids don't even get it here, how much they give back to us. So right. it's, a, it's a big thank you yeah. and keep moving forward. I love that. A big thank you from Ms. Baker here today. And one of the little tidbits I'll share is a couple of years ago, we interviewed... Um, through my job as a technology person, we sent out some survey work to graduates over the past couple of years. I don't know, maybe up to five years, previous graduates, because we don't capture a lot of that data of what happens next. And one of the things that, that struck them was not the uh, incredible lessons that they learned academically or the technology that they used or the sport accolade that they earned. But most of the thing that they reflected on was their relationship with their teachers is what stuck with, stuck with them. And uh, I thank you for being a part of that and for uh, just as an act of encouragement for what you're saying is how you relate to, t relate to kids. I think that that speaks volumes. And uh, I'll carry that with me for a long time, that, that piece of data. So, Thanks. Um, Terry, thank you so much for stepping into the Classroom Coliseum. Thank you for stepping into the Classroom Coliseum, the podcast home of the Goshen Gladiators. Through collaboration, innovation, and a commitment to excellence, we are building the foundation for a brighter tomorrow. Thank you for being a vital part of our mission to elevate, educate, and empower the learners of today and the leaders of tomorrow.